What's going on, everybody? It's Pastor Justin. This is the 242 Young Adults Podcast, and we're currently in our series on fasting. Today, I want to be extremely practical. I want to begin looking at reasons why we can be fasting, and I think, obviously, Scripture and learning from Scripture and deriving reasons to fast from Scripture is the best way to do it. And so I'm not going to take a lot of time on this today. Uh, I'm hoping to get through fairly quickly. But I want to talk about nine fasts that can change your life. This session has been derived from an article put out by Jensen Franklin. He's the lead pastor at Free Chapel in Atlanta, Georgia. I've I've talked about him before in this series. And he really is one of the leading experts, I would say, in the church today on fasting. And so today we're going to be going through an article he put out about nine different types of fasts. So I want you guys to be encouraged by these different scenarios, and I, and I pray that they would be applicable in your life. I want to give a disclaimer. We're going to be going through some case studies of different people in Scripture. And there are going to be a variety of different fasts that these individuals in Scripture did. This study is not saying you need to replicate these fasts in order to see God move in your life. We are focusing on the nine reasons for fasting. We are focusing on the reasons that these people in Scripture sought after God. There are reasons for fasting that we're going to see in Scripture that bring clarity to why we should be fasting and what we should be fasting for. And the first fast, if you guys are taking notes, I encourage you to write this down just to have this uh, somewhere if you want I have a little bookmark with these nine reasons for fasting. I can email you uh, the bookmark. You could just, you know, take a scissors, cut it up, share them with your friends, and I hope it brings focus to your fasting. My email address is jcorkum, C-O-R-K-U-M, at manchesterassembly.org. So if you want one of those, just give me an email. So we're going to be talking about nine fasts that can change your life. And fast number one, we're going to call it the Isaiah 58 fast. Isaiah 58 says, Is this not the kind of fasting I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice, to untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free, and to break every yoke. This fast is a fast that focuses on freeing people from sinful addictions in their life, from heavy burdens, and from oppression. And this can be in your own life or in the lives of others that you you know, friends and family or, or co-workers, people that you have in your own life. The second fast is the Ezra fast. And so if you have your Bibles or if you just want to listen along, the Ezra fast is found in Ezra 8, verse 21 to 23, and it says, And there by the Ahava Canal, I gave orders for all of us to fast and humble ourselves before God. We prayed that He would give us a safe journey and protect us, our children, and our goods as we traveled. For I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to accompany us and protect us from the enemies along the way. 
After all, we told the king our God's hand of protection is on all who worship him, but his fierce anger rages against those who abandon him. So we fasted and earnestly prayed that our God would take care of us, and he heard our prayer. Ezra found himself in a situation where he told the king, our God protects us, our God takes care of us. And I don't know if you've ever been in a situation in your life where you've made a statement to someone about God, and then later on, you want to make sure that that statement you made about God is followed up. Ezra was in that exact same situation. He told the king about his God and how his God will protect him. And so he didn't want to go back on his word, nor did he want to discredit the power of God by getting soldiers and horsemen to follow him. So he said, you know what? We are going to seek the face of God. We're going to see his protection over our lives. This fast, this reason for fasting is for God's protection over your job, right? Because he was employed by the king. And so he didn't want to lose his job over not being able to get these possessions back to the king. So this is for a fast for God's protection over your job, over you, over your family, and your material possessions. This is indeed a very financial fast and a fast for the well-being of your family. The third fast is the Samuel fast. In 1 Samuel chapter 7, verses 3 to 10, it says, Then Samuel said to all the people of Israel, If you want to return to the Lord with all your hearts, get rid of all your foreign gods and your images of Ashtaroth. Turn your hearts to the Lord and obey Him alone. Then He will rescue you from the Philistines. So the Israelites got rid of their images of Baal and Ashtaroth and worshipped only the Lord. Then Samuel told them, Gather all of Israel to Mizpah. And I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered at Mizpah and in a great ceremony drew water from a well and poured it out before the Lord. They also went without food all day and confessed that they had sinned against the Lord. It was at Mizpah that Samuel became Israel's judge. When the Philistine rulers heard that Israel had gathered at Mizpah, they mobilized their army and advanced. The Israelites were badly frightened when they learned that the Philistines were approaching. Don't stop pleading with the Lord our God to save us from the Philistines, they begged Samuel. So Samuel took a young lamb and offered it to the Lord as a whole burnt offering. He pleaded with the Lord to help Israel, and the Lord answered him. Just as Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, the Philistines arrived to attack Israel. But the Lord spoke with a mighty voice of thunder from heaven that day. And the Philistines were thrown into such confusion that the Israelites defeated them. This fast focuses on the revival of a nation and God's protection and favor on a nation. Samuel recognized that the nation of Israel was in rebellion. They weren't where they should be. And can I tell you, for North America and even the world, we are in a time of rebellion against the things of God. And there are people right now who have been placed within the nations of the world to step up and to make a difference. And if you're listening to this podcast, I assume that you have some sort of desire to see more of God in your life, some sort of desire to have a closer relationship with God. And I want to challenge you to be 
those people who step up and make a difference in a nation that may seem impossible. Samuel was in the midst of a situation where the nation was rebelling against God. And he took a stand and said, you know what? We need to get rid of all of our idols and fast before God and seek His face. And so this fast focuses on revival of a nation, God's protection, and favor over a nation. The fourth fast is the Elijah fast. When Elijah was threatened by Queen Jezebel after a great and mighty move of God on Mount Carmel, he became so emotionally distraught that he was even suicidal. In 1 Kings 19, verse 4, it says, Then he went on alone into the wilderness. Traveling all day, he sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord. He said, Take my life, for I am no better than my ancestors who have already died. Elijah hit a a point of rock bottom. He felt alone. He felt abandoned. He felt threatened. And he was filled with fear. He became so depressed, he became so downcast that the thought of suicide entered into his mind. And maybe you may be in that situation. Maybe you face that in your life. Maybe you're in a situation where you believe in Christ, but you just feel so downcast. You feel so depressed. Your your spirit has been snuffed out. Can I tell you that this fast focuses on breaking the bondage of negative emotions, of negative feelings, of fear, of negative thoughts and habits. Elijah then, after this point, he went on and fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And God delivered him from feelings of suicide and fear. And he replaced those feelings with hope, courage, and direction. This fast is for people who are struggling with emotionally bad habits, with negative self-image, with fear, with insecurities, with depression, or any other emotional bondage, to hear God in that still small voice. Now, I'm not saying you got to go and do a 40-day fast for this to happen, but can I tell you that fasting can break the bondage of negative emotions and depression in your life. And if you're going through this right now, first, find someone to talk to about it, whether it's a pastor. If you're listening to this podcast and I'm actively involved in your life in some way or another, contact me, contact my wife, and we would love to talk with you and, and to walk with you through this. The fifth fast is the widow's fast. In 1 Kings 17, 10-16, the widow from Zarephath, she gave up her food for someone else. The prophet asks her to give up her meal, even when it meant that there would be pretty much nothing for her. It was during the time of a drought and a famine, and there was very little water, very little food. And so she just said to him, I'm about to make this meal for me and my son and then we're going to die because we have nothing left. And the prophet asks her, well, make something for me first. And so the heart behind this fast is as you fast before God, she gave up her food for the sake of another person. And the heart of this fast is to meet the needs of people while fasting. To take time to fast, whether that means the money you would spend on food, you take and you use it to bless someone else, 
or during the time that you're fasting, you are intentionally looking for needs in other people's lives that you can meet. The sixth fast is the Paul fast. In Acts chapter 9, verse 3 to 6, it says, As he was approaching Damascus on this mission, the mission to stop the movement of Christianity, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men with Saul stood speechless, for they heard the sound of someone's voice, but saw no one. Saul picked himself up off the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So his companion led him by the hand to Damascus, and he remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. Saul was at a point where his life was being completely transformed. He had had a radical experience with God, and all he knew was, I have just encountered the living God, and that Jesus Christ the very one whom I was persecuting for is alive, and what they say about him is true. And this led him to a point where he needed direction. He needed direction probably more than he ever needed it in his life. Because everything that he thought he knew, it all changed in a moment. And maybe you're at a point in your life where you need more of God. You need more of His direction in your life. You're at a point where you need to make a decision, whether it's about your job, whether it's about your, your living situation, whether it's about a relationship that you're in. There may be something in your life that you know you need to come to a decision on. Can I tell you that you can fast before God for direction for those major life decisions? I encourage you, seek Him. If it's for a job opportunity, seek Him. If it's for restoration for a broken marriage, seek after the face of God. If, it, if it's for unfulfilled dreams, seek His face. The seventh fast is the Daniel fast. Daniel chapter 1 verses 1 to 3, it talks about a, a vision that he received from God. And in verse 2 it says, When this vision came to me, I, Daniel, had been in mourning for three whole weeks. All that time I had eaten no rich food. No meat or wine crossed my lips, and I used no fragrant lotions until those three weeks had passed. He understood that a time of hardship was coming, and he knew that through what God had spoken to him. And because of that, he decided to fast for God's intervention in a time of hardship. One thing that's nice about this fast is he recognizes he's not just fasting for the hardship upon him. This was hardship that was coming upon a nation. And so he is vicariously fasting. He's fasting on behalf of the nation. He's fasting on behalf of perhaps people that he knew in his life. And so if you're seeking God's intervention for a situation of hardship, can I tell you fasting is a powerful way to see the hand of God move. And if there's somebody in your own life that you know is going through a time of hardship, maybe it's you yourself, you're going through a, a period of hardship in your life, take time to fast for God's intervention, to seek His face, to see Him come through for your situation. The eighth fast that we're talking about is the John the Baptist fast. 
John the Baptist took a Nazarite vow to abstain from alcohol and to abstain from certain foods. And I believe that this constant fasting, this constant form of fasting in his life as a Nazarite enabled him to make a greater difference on the Jewish people. And this fast, the the John the Baptist fast, is a fast focused on impacting others around you. Maybe there's people in your life that you've been trying to impact for years. Maybe there's been friends or coworkers or family that you've been trying to impact for years and, and nothing seems to give. I encourage you, begin to fast to see the hand of God move in your life. Begin to fast to impact the lives of people around you. And I believe that it's going to happen in Jesus' name. And finally, the last and final fast is the Esther fast. In in Esther 4, verse 16, she responds to hearing the situation of Mordecai being in danger and, and the plan of Naaman to kill her uncle. And she says, Go and gather together all the Jews of Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days night or day, my maids and I will do the same. And then, though it is against the law, I will go in to see the king. If I die, I must die. She was in a situation where she would have to do something that would put her own life in jeopardy. She would have to do something because of the wicked schemes of people Because of the wicked schemes of the enemy, she was forced to step out in faith and trust God to do something that could put her very life in danger. And this fast is a fast that's focused on protection against the schemes of the wicked and a fast for favor for you and your family. I pray that this series on fasting has been encouraging. If one of these reasons has hit home, set a time to fast before God for those very things in your life. And I promise you, God will begin to do a work, a powerful work in your life. As you listen to this entire series on fasting, as you recognize the importance of your heart and the importance of how you're walking in righteousness before God, how that impacts the power of your fasting, as you recognize the importance of fasting because Jesus fasted and because He wanted and expected us to fast, I pray that this pushes you to seek after the face of God through the spiritual discipline of fasting. I'm so grateful for you taking the time to listen to this series. I pray that it ministers to you in a way that brings life-changing power into your situations and circumstances. So until next time, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you guys soon. If you have any questions, email me or hit me up on Twitter. Appreciate you guys and love you guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye.